0: Hello friends, welcome to the Eighth House of Astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the Tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest, and sometimes the darkest, corners of the human experience.
1: speaking of the hierophant hierophant (laughs) it's okay you can say hierophant either one that was just funny that i just said hey it made me think the the fonds is an ideal hierophant oh yeah he really is i was like trying to think of examples from pop culture where um because it's always the wise one Mm -hmm. the mentor the advisor the Mm -hmm. counsel you see i'm Mm -hmm. like Oh, my God, Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hierophant. <laughs> well, first, I've been kind of tripping out because, as we were saying last time, how your life, when you're, when you're doing the podcast and you're talking about the meanings of the cards and your life plays out to mm-hmm. the cards, mm-hmm. um, I had not really thought about um, the situation that I have going on with my doggy. Mazzy got bit in the eye by a copperhead snake three days ago. Just I keep playing in my head like just it's one of those things where it's just happens in such a an instant and everything is. Mm-hmm. Changed forever, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, just keep replaying that last moment where I thought the best thing to do was rush her to the veterinary ER mm-hmm. and they took over an hour to see her. And I just, I wasn't even sure where she was bit. I just mm-hmm. saw her looking dazed and kind of tilting her head and squinting. I just mm-hmm. rushed her in the car and got there and her eye started swelling up. And in hindsight, I'm like, what if I had flushed it, you know, but then what maybe that could have caused more damage or you know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was like such a process of of being on such a high level of, you know, adrenaline, saving your your loved one. Um she tested great, she was stable, but when we went back the next morning, it was clear her eye was gonna be no more, you know, oh, like really? her? Did they confirm yeah. that? The weird thing is just um I searched for meaning, mm-hmm. so I was trying to figure out what what card that would be in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and the best I could kind of come up with was because myself, Mazzy, Sailor, and Rooster Owl, amazingly, he had hopped up to my lap, didn't even, I mean, that could have killed him, mm-hmm. and I was on the hammock, they were all there, so there's five of us, mm-hmm. um, so I'm like, that's five of swords, somebody kind of like betraying somebody and just the whole dynamic was just really Mm. that's a difficult card so and with the you know the slicing effect um Mm. puncturing Mm -hmm. definitely a sword Mm -hmm. so i thought of that and then i had a wonderful talk with claudine the death fairy (laughs) who is on instagram Oh man, she was great. I don't think she's, I her. I'm gonna do that right now. She's really into Norse mythology, so she suggested, you know, because I'm like trying to process this and just talking about it. She goes, "Like, have you thought about Odin? Mm. Um, he sacrifices his eye, his physical eye, for the wisdom of the runes." Mm. And so I we went on this whole, <laughs> you know, trying to feel better about the whole thing, and then I remembered the whole Egyptian mythology, which is kind of parallel to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I've i just gone down this whole trip of, like, wisdom and guidance from something, and it reminded mm-hmm. me of the Hierophant. Awesome. So, that's where, long yeah, story short. Yeah, thanks for sharing yeah.
0: that. I'm sorry that you're going through it.
1: I know, mm-hmm. it's tough. So, and also, I just thought how strange when... When um, Noel passed away, we were just finishing with a mm-hmm. high priestess. And then here is another similar feeling. Um, yeah, you know. And now we're doing the counterpart of well, that card. I was card. just
0: reading through Carol Bridges' explanation of this card, which she calls the peacemaker. And she's saying one of the um, consequences of maybe not listening to the hierophant in you is that the hierophant will present challenges in your life to to bring you to bring your needs to your forefront so it's like if you if you ignore your voice if you ignore the next best thing then it's going to come to you eventually but it's going to come in the form of a challenge
1: yeah that's right yeah Mm. I did read that and that was Mm. very profound and I did want to say a couple um I guess, corrections from our, when we did do the high priestess, I remember us talking about the Hierophant and how it's the counterpart. And you said, I think it's the guide in Carol Bridges. And I looked and that's, that's the, that's the hermit. hermit. But I'm tripping because I have like a hundred decks and I swear, I went looking when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's totally Mm -hmm. a guide. I went looking everywhere and I I swear I found a tarot deck where I was like, "Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally a guide." And it was like a different version. Mm-hmm. It said The Guide. And I was thinking about using that in a rooster owl tarot deck about my yard and everything that I wanted to do. I was like I, I was going to yeah, use well, the mockingbird for it is a guide, kind of a guide you know?
0: But like because I was th- when I was reading her explanation of this card and she the fact that she calls it a peacemaker, I mean it's almost defining your yeah. conscience, you know, like that part of you who knows the next best thing. It, like you said exactly. to
1: me, well, you said to me like, um, well, ask the part oh, of you yeah, who knows,
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh
1: my God, so, how did anyway, she do that? It's like that. It's like the peacemaker between the conscious and the subconscious right. almost. The,
0: the seen and the bridge. unseen. The bridge. The easily, look, easily yeah. known and the not easily known. I don't know. I don't know. Mm
1: hmm yeah but anyway i went searching everywhere for where i saw that and i looked through every single deck i have and there was no the guide interesting. and i'm like
0: that's yeah. crazy i know i saw it yeah. um
1: but i think it makes a perfect well, guide
0: it'll be interesting to when we get to when the we hermit, get to the hermit to <laughs> The differences between the between two. So. it
1: will yeah
0: um
1: and i did just want to shout out to uh we lost noel's brother um void which was a very sweet little passing and i held him and it's kind of like full circle um with being a rat mama and that happened right after we recorded the empress so Mm -hmm. it was fitting um yeah so i just wanted to mention that shout out to the babies so the um traditional hierophant card is number five and so it would make sense that it um has to do with that um difficult part in the journey that like conflict or challenge because fives are typically right in the middle of the process and it's like that transition from when something first starts to like going towards the finish you know and oh, yeah. that's that's the hardest that's a hard number so um in the tarot
0: uh-huh
1: but when you take each suit there's yeah, there's ace to 10 and the fives right. the fives of every suit are the hard ones. Like they are the ones that you're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that those are the hard ones." So like
0: I've never put two and two together. So with what, two
1: and <laughs> Yeah, that would be 4, Sarah. No
0: kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> with the
1: um Hierophant, it's also um related to Taurus, um which we are now in Taurus season, so that's fun it's earthy and it is related to, you know, I, when I first encountered the tarot and I first encountered it, I saw it as a Pope cause that's how it's traditionally, you know, depicted as a, uh, some kind of church guy. He could be hmm. officiating to people getting married. He's just, um, in the, uh, if you talk about, I want to say internal family systems, but I don't think that's right for this. When I keep talking about, like, the fool's journey, I am i think mm. I'm conflating the parts of ourselves with... I mean, I could, it kind of makes sense, but I don't know. So I'm thinking of the, you know, how we always keep going along the journey. So the fool is mm-hmm. the nothing, and then the magician, the conception, the high priestess, the womb, the mother and father, empress and emperor. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the hierophant... This is the first, um, you're stepped out of your cozy little home where, with your intimate mm. um, family, your family of origin. Mm. Yeah, so this is thanks to Root Lock Tarot and Weston. Um, right. mm-hmm. So he describes the Hierophant as the first time that the fool on his journey, their journey, encounters outside of the family home. So that could be a teacher, school, church, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. more institutional, communal, societal type things. So you're finding your way with yourself, your own family, your mother and father. And then for me, when I did that and went into kindergarten or whatever, my life fell apart. Like for some people, Mm -hmm. they're not (laughs) set up for that or it's not set up for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever. But Mm -hmm. my gosh, um, that's where my life. Took a turn for the worse for quite a while, <laughs> hmm. until I got to a later point mm-hmm. in, the, in the Fool's Journey. <laughs> like, yeah, I did not do well yeah. with um, because it deals with norms, standards. Yes. So yes. it takes the totally. emperor, and you started to ask about this in the last in the emperor. So at the last of that, you were questioning like, well, what does this mean? Da 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 da. And I think this is a great place to like compare the two because mm-hmm. and you also did it with the high priestess, which is great because she's more internal as es- uh, esoteric, mm-hmm. just knowing, you know, she's in touch with things, mm-hmm. this inner knowledge. So then you go through the kind of external mother and father, and then you get to the external, like it's a, like an extension of that in society. And for me, like my parents were not they were counterculture. So it was even harder mm-hmm. because I have to go mm-hmm. forth yeah. into the world it's like your
0: your soul's needs are meeting the needs of your human yeah. experience and so you're trying to find yeah. balance, you're trying to find the most peaceful and joyful way of like giving your soul what it needs while also meeting yeah. the requirements of the context that you're yeah. in so i could imagine exactly. you being just so trusting or of your of your soul's desires you know like just knowing exactly what's important is talking with the dragonflies and and learning right. from you know the trees or whatever and when you get to school and just my openness
1: like my yeah my parents were just completely Mm -hmm. yeah go explore Uh, that that like there was no questioning it yeah so it was almost like so that I guess that structure of the structure that the emperor imposes felt good to me that didn't feel scary Mm -hmm. but then when I it's like the hierophant stage it's an extension of just the structure where you can create from. I almost think of the emperor as the house.
0: Interesting. Yeah. You were talking about
1: like your dad was actually a provider in that way. Yeah. And I equated it to Chad building Al's coop for safety and protection. Mm-hmm. Somewhere where he could mm-hmm. be and not have to worry. So that that made me feel good. I love home. Mm-hmm. So. so It
0: makes me think of, you know, you're used to, as you just said, operating and communicating in the home and with the family, but now you have to practice yeah. using those skills to strangers and to authority figures and to exactly a group. Yeah. That's yeah scary.
1: Yeah, That's where it got scary mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> so it, it all makes sense. So like, I just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to be with who I know and who I could be myself around. So it deals with basically fitting in to society. Mm-hmm. I had to start looking at it in a different way. Um, and I had to, finally accrue some different decks and different perspectives. And when it goes to like, so maybe Carol Bridges, the Medicine Woman Tarot, but also things like more pagan-based decks where Mm -hmm. it's typically the shaman, um, the the medicine man or woman or person or two-spirit. Or like I think of things like in pop culture where they always go seek You know, it's kind of hermit-like, so maybe that's why we had in mind, like, the guide, you know, because it's, like, someone who gives this wisdom. So there's definitely a similarity between those two archetypes. But I think when you connect it back to the high priestess, how we were saying she's internal, this person, the hierophant figure in the card he's got keys um and usually so that was part of the scary thing because i saw like he's got the keys that Uh, sort of symbolizes priests popes you know who were like okay we take the knowledge and we give it to the people like you had been asking about because the high priestess doesn't do that he distributes the knowledge uh, like he's like the go-between the in-between
0: Interesting. I, when you said he holds key, the first thought that I had was the chooser of which door he goes into Yeah. Or like yeah. they are the key holders of the door I choose to go into
1: kind of and so I didn't like him because I was like, Who who are you to choose? Mm. Why does God talk through you? You know? Mm. I never liked that idea. Like yeah. um that priests or popes mm-hmm. had that middleman quality. Mm-hmm. I don't... In,
0: until you realize that they are a part of... Or, like, it is still you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In some yeah. way. So it's, I'm still
1: stuck on this, like, external thing. Because that's what I kept reading was, like, esoteric knowledge as high is high priestess. He's exoteric. Mm, and mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't jive with X. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, end... I like it inward. <laughs> um, So to me, I'm distrustful of that person, that figure. And so maybe you know maybe what i did was look at a an oracle deck and i saw guide um because i think that's a little more open to interpretation where you know so where i was going with like so pagan would be shaman or the wise person the medicine person where they do they go into a trance like high priestess they retrieve the knowledge but then they can be a teacher they are also very important like teachers mentors advisors so back to the emperor being like your inner authority i feel like hierophant is like teaching the expectations and the norms you need to conform to and that just rubs me wrong
0: Hmm. i can't imagine that there isn't a way of viewing this part of us as someone who only wants the best for you kind of a thing
1: yeah yeah no my aversion yeah my aversion was initial and then now, I guess I'm ready to segue into uh-huh. the good parts because I've had to. I've really had to think about it differently. I just get like fixated, and then I can <laughs> I need to know how to get out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait. Well, how that's... do I get out now? <laughs> like, it's almost like I assume the role, and now I'm like, yeah, but okay, wait a second. What, we need <laughs> what, to what do just do happened? In order I... to heal them, <laughs> you
0: know, if we can still identify yeah. inside of us as like a part of us who we react to things from then it's it's Mm. always worth um acknowledging it and then (laughs) like what what is that (laughs) resistance eliza yeah
1: i keep thinking of with all this eye stuff i think it was in the dark crystal the crazy wild woman, um, a lot of mm-hmm. like the archetypes we've already talked about, but she takes out her eye, Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. Um, but yeah. that would be an example of one of those like witchy. I mean, the witch is definitely a hierophant type. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's like, what is the difference really between the high priestess witch and the, you know, if you start thinking of it as a more feminine or mm-hmm. gender neutral Energy, I think it becomes less intimidating and like, you must do this. For some mm-hmm. reason, for me, it feels yeah, safer. I think it brings up for me, like, I, I have that part of myself and I'm comfortable with it. But when I'm expected to stop acting in the ways that I know work for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. it brings back that whole neurodivergent thing where it's yeah. like, you know, even in the office of equity, diversity and inclusion, I feel like an oddball and I feel like I'm being
0: I completely put through
1: the ringer of like, okay, but that's not how we do things, you know? Right. It's just like I feel like I'm doing things wrong because when I went being myself, comfortable with myself, doing things the way that worked for me, having mm-hmm. knowledge, having wisdom, mm-hmm. and then it's like you're weird. You're different. You're not doing anything yes, right, you I, know?
0: It is very hard for – and I do feel I know – what you're speaking of because oh yeah you're neurodivergent too yes it's very (laughs) hard to feel um secure in yourself knowing that you are you don't meet the status quo you know like yeah status quo status quo is horrific right and so it's um it can be so exhausting I mean that's why I work for myself I have to I can't you know I've been in too many uh, office situations where I was expected to be the healthcare professional that does X, Y, and Z or presents themselves as X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go by my moral code and follow how I take the scope of my practice to heart. And, you know, I'm going to be, I'm just going to do that. So anyway, I, I know, I know how you feel. And, but the thing is, it's like, we don't have to conform if we don't, if we don't want to, like in the way that they want us to, but it means yeah. we're met, it means we're signing up for an experience of being met daily by conflict. People, conflict. We're not the, the peacemaker. Any longer. Us. Exactly. And because it's like,
1: you have to, um, acquiesce or sacrifice something of, right. you know, like just oh, walk I, the middle path, so. I think. Mm-hmm. And just, um, I'm not a middle path kind of gal. No. I do my own thing.
0: But we're also very skilled at masking. masking. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird because there
1: was a point where I was really trying to determine what path to go. And I kept getting roadblocks. I kept getting the Hierophant card, which was like teacher, teacher, teacher. Mm. And I'm like, I don't like teaching. I don't like telling people what to do. Mm. It feels wrong to me. They need to decide that for themselves. Mm. And. That just reminded me, Glenda on Wizard of Oz, she had to learn it for herself, you know? She is the hierophant. (laughs) Doesn't she even hold a little thing that looks like keys? (laughs) Yeah, that's an example of who I think of as the hierophant. I think it's just, you have to learn it for yourself. I saw somewhere, too, that it's, um, Hmm. the keys are to the heart, and and it's like heart thinking, thinking with Mm -hmm. your heart. So that's kind of peacemaker too.
0: So when the hierophant shows up as a challenge, that that's that was created by you. Your yeah. When your thoughts and your actions are participating in life choices that are against your inner voice, you're go- or
1: almost protecting you from it, unless, right. or you know, you know, like unintentionally, exactly. but like you're not seeing it, right? Yeah. So
0: you're going to find yourself in these situations and think, "Why did this happen to me?" When the message might be, you know, this is something that you have chosen through your thoughts, through your actions, through your routines and this and that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I am I, so glad you brought that up because I was thinking about the teacher that is pain, mm. conflict and difficult times, mm-hmm. um, dark times. That is the ultimate teacher. Mm. So I think the other day. I was trying to think of what my dad best represented if he were to be a tarot card, because he's really not the emperor for me. I was thinking hermit, but then I'm like, I feel like he might be Hierophant. So his dad was a minister. He was a Methodist minister. Like he wrote me a letter at the end of his life and said, "Here are all my books." He, like he went on to study philosophy and all this stuff. But he wow. marched in the civil rights. You know, he had like signed stuff from Martin Luther King, and you know, um, he he renounced the church, organized religion altogether, and just served in his community. Wow. And um, that was really admirable he to had, me. And I and can so see yeah
0: connection now too and in understanding the society you 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 include yourself in it you know you work on the Mm -hmm. town board or the community you know you go yeah it's almost like
1: I thought it was teaching and now I'm like maybe it's more social work
0: (laughs) you know right or volunteering or volunteer work or something I don't know
1: But so that was my grandfather. And then so that really rubbed off on my dad. And he was a conscientious objector to the Vietnam War. So he worked at a um, VA hospital psych ward dealing with suicides and just horrific things and people teasing him because he didn't conform and go to war. Um, So my dad was a political science major never voted (laughs) he's he's like his dad and I'm like them where we do not conform Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is like the wisest of the hierophants where we are well-versed studied intelligent make our own decisions kind of like what that I just read where you take it in and you make the best decision you decide whether to conform or not and
0: right right and and if it's not aligned with
1: your higher purpose, your soul's purpose, and you know that, like. Right. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. And but then and then when you ignore that and you just do the thing that society yeah. is telling you to do. That's you when get those tests,
1: like you were you saying. Do.
0: And you start to it starts to get harder to listen. I mean, and you either turn away from it. You either yeah. avoid those uncomfortable feelings, and
1: until it, until you have a tower things, you know, moment, be <laughs> like, like it all me, breaks down. Like me, where around.
0: I, you know, act, you know, unconsciously drank to um, soften that, you know, socially drinking to soften the knowing. Oh that God,
1: that yes, that's I'm totally. not
0: living the life that my heart wants me to, you know. So, oh, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Let me just pour this dulling thing on myself, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that I can conform like, oh,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. it's so disturbing. Wait, what? You mean you think you don't think consciousness was made in the human brain? What's wrong with you? You don't think. <laughs> See, you're humans... scaring me. You just you no, even... That's hilarious because that's
1: exactly what I'm talking about. I was so scared by yeah. people questioning me, you know, mm. like because I well, know. I mean, I think and then I I I'm mean... like. Don't make me explain it. Like it just made me feel so on oh, the
0: spot, you know? That's, and so I was like almost on the polar opposite of that where I would boastfully and arrogantly Leo. Uh, arrogantly is that the word? Yeah, yeah, I guess, would would say how I felt and you know like um I I took, you know, when I was younger, I was like that that I had that phase. Who yeah. who stood up to the teachers who who you know were like, well, you can't say that because you know what I mean? Like I was, I, I was like, just so
1: shy, but it was in me. Mm, like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I
0: would. I was the, I was, I was the speaker outer.
1: I was the writer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say I'm gonna write them a letter. And I, know, would. I would, like, I would like outwardly defend people getting <laughs> yeah. kicked on. And, oh god, no, now me too. I, but now that I think yeah. back at it, I'm like, oh, that must have been so embarrassing for them. You know, like, why would I? Like I, did it, in the so them, you know, I did it in the workplace one time. I did it in the workplace one time. Yeah,
1: did. I did. I defended a coworker, and I don't think she needed it. And she was very mm-hmm. um, elegant and graceful about it. But I just couldn't help myself. I like stepped in and was like, it was at the Massage and front desk, and someone was just she did this, and she's just sitting there, about to cry, overwhelmed, and <laughs> I was like you don't speak to my co-worker like that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, i just Aww. like, totally. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> it's, it's real easy to do it when it's someone else, but mm-hmm. I find it really mm-hmm. hard to do it for myself.
0: Right, yeah. Yep. I mean, even um, having conversations about my beliefs around some people is – it's getting so much easier in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I it, don't know why. i d I'm remembering like a conversation at like a a recent Thanksgiving dinner or something. We were talking we ended up talking about religion and I can feel my face just like turning beet red and my Oh, that happens. My, to you my too? heart oh, starts I hate pounding that. and I'm like, I'm I'm sharing my beliefs and it's it's not gonna be like anyone else's and this is scary. And then you but. don't
1: even know what happened afterwards. That's <laughs> exactly. how I get I'm like, What oh, is anxiety? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man yeah I think that um part of that was culture shock for me moving mm-hmm. from the north to the south and it was like everybody asked well, what church do you get to and it was like <laughs> that was uh yes. uh we don't like <laughs> but I and then so that's was kind of this that's what I mean like right at that hierophant age yeah that's when we moved so it was, like, on top of what was already hard, I went from this diverse inner city Rochester neighborhood mm-hmm. playing with, mm-hmm. like, all kinds of people to uh, – I didn't even know what to make of it. It was, it was like, people asking me all the time, you know, like, it, well, aren't you afraid you're going to go to really? hell and stuff? And I'm like, whoa, what? What's that? <laughs> like, you're freaking me out. But it was – that's why I'm scared because it was um, – I still get that, like, my heart stop kind of feeling because I didn't get that in my home. So it made me feel like, did I do something wrong? Like, I've never had this happen at home. Does this mean I'm in trouble? Like, it was just this whole, like, <gasps> stop everything. Um, was I not supposed to say that? Like, because that was the reaction. If it's not true to who I am, then it doesn't fit in my life. I can't just fake it. I can't play the game. P- Everyone talks about, oh, just play the game. And I'm like, yeah,
0: no, no, I don't like I am. This play- I'm like, playing my I'm- game. And it's it means I'm closer to finding what it, how, how I'm going to offer myself to the world where, it, you know, just might benefit more people than me, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that with this whole neurodivergent idea, it's just one of many examples of being against the status quo and that you know artists art different perspectives can um if you're not true to that perspective and that truth and that knowledge and wisdom that you hold within and it aligns with everything that you are and believe and um and that reminds me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: belief you said you you're i'm discussing my belief i think um that's a big thing is to know your beliefs. So that was hard for me, too. It's like exactly. I never committed to any one thing. So when people put me on the spot yeah. and asked me, well, what do you think? What do you believe? It was like, I don't know. Yeah. But I couldn't say I don't know because then I would yeah. feel like they would yeah. tease me or think I'm yeah. stupid or, you know. So I was like, oh, my God, I've got to pick oh, something real quick. That and that so is a little bit playing the game. But exactly. but I had so much to choose from exactly. that I'd be like, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick this right now but then you get called or, a liar because um, like another time you'll or a say wishy something different person
0: or something or a flake but it's like right, I, right, my new right. answer is yeah well you know I prefer to keep my beliefs flexible depending on what I experience yeah and what I feel is right you know I like or that. like I'm not you know or obviously you know yeah. you I'm sure now that we're older we understand these parts of ourselves a little bit more like we can we can answer honestly yeah. by saying, "I don't know." You can say that. I don't know that. what I believe <laughs> because I think that's
1: a wise answer. Yeah. and if anything, you've had mm-hmm. li- lived experience, um, and you feel more like I, you know, what I have the right to believe this because I've experienced years and years and years right. and years of this. So, right, I have that authority. Yeah. You know, I can speak on this, but I didn't right. have that when I was little, and I just keep going back to that because I think that's what. You know, if these are archetypes and these are stops along the way of the fool's journey, this is very early and this is the first encounter. There's so many different types of people and if you don't offer your own gem of wisdom to society at large, not only are you going to have a midlife crisis later or (laughs) just be so disappointed in what you didn't do, um, but people are going to lose out. I did, in researching this episode in the Hierophant, I did see somewhere where, like the Peacemaker, it describes, you know, the, it takes all types of people in society, and uh, we all have our place. So, you know, find your place. So it is like the authority. I, I guess I just have a fear of authority, of, a fear of like... Um, well, who tells you this? And that's what this card says to me. It's like, this card says to me, like, oh, I'm supposed to do what this person says, you know? And, but so if it's in us, we have to find our own authority, like last time. But I think this one is more about, I think what we've danced around is it's about spiritual authority. So if this, High priestess is inwardly spiritual. That's what I relate to more. But the hierophant is the one who, oh, you know, like he like preaches to the masses and gives the knowledge that he received from a higher power. And it's like, but why should I believe you? So I question that authority. And so merging that with my own authority um,
0: against the status quo. That's where the challenge is. Right. And I think that's a natural challenge of being a human, but it's also completely warranted. Mm -hmm. Like any, any anxiety or fear or resistance to that is I feel like I don't see that as um, something that is wrong with you that needs healing. I see that as a completely natural and normal response it is natural and yes most people
1: use that experience to go oh i must conform now right
0: yeah it's finding the balance between being true to yourself while operating within the human conditions yeah. that you're in the context to... like
1: you said before because right. we aren't but on then an island like... i mean i would love to be but so it's kind of the opposite of the hermit because the hermit okay (laughs) love him can just go off like i want to do and just you know be the wise one up on the hill in the woods where Uh he's really scary you know (laughs) that's Uh like the baba yaga Uh in fact um that is the baba yaga in that dark goddess deck (laughs) um Uh yeah like just cool i gonna just hole up and uh Somebody needs my wisdom yeah. that bad. <laughs> Come seek me out. I guess oh, I won't see you. <laughs> you don't get killed first. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess I think you know. I see this um, hierophant as a, it's a constant relationship that's happening. It's 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 natural. It's a natural um, relationship that's occurring. Without your control, yeah. I mean, you are part of society. in this human body, and you are, if you believe, a consciousness, a spirit, a soul, a higher understanding of life working through this human body. So I guess what I'm saying is like the hermit might be someone that we confide in mm. when we need a little extra support, but the hierophant is working within us every second. Do you think that's true? Or maybe not when we're sleeping. I don't know, <laughs> um, but like, because th- we're always I think of him as engaging. more engaging, and I
1: guess that I'm just not an outward person, so it's hard to relate to.
0: It, um, isn't it the relationship between the outward, the the constant outward, and the inner, the spiritual knowledge, right? So it's like it 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 can't be separated from the inner experience either can it
1: (laughs) i okay here's one other thing that might make sense of this he's going he does some symbol with his hands like Mm. something like this with two fingers and it stands for pointing upwards towards the heavens Mm. and he does his blessings on the congregation or whatever um with that symbol you can see it like popes do Mm -hmm. it um and I just, um, I'm having a really hard time. Like, I don't even know. I, if I think of it as some religious figure up there, it seems performative to me. Hmm. So I, to me, if I think of it in those terms, it does. I don't even buy it. I can't find that part of myself because it seems just strictly performative. It seems like, oh, I, I don't. I don't believe that there's knowledge in him. I believe he's just going through the Is motions. it kind of like That's the ego? Maybe? Maybe, yeah. Like the
0: ego which is, you know, like the the human yeah. mind,
1: the surface level. Yeah. You know,
0: it's like the animalistic mind that is um only in the physical. <laughs> like before right. it like it's uh, it's almost unaware It's like the part of us that's unaware. It's like the animal part of us that's unaware that we have a conscience. I don't know. This stuff is hard. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is hard. But so I want to read this thing because I feel like um, I've gone on this whole like negative thing that I can't get in touch with. But um, I'm trying to now think of what is the difference between the high priestess and the hierophant. I think in a way, if I think of it like a shaman or a shaw woman or a medicine woman, I resonate with that very much so because I'm like, like it's like our stories and what we do for the collective. Um, and I feel important about that. So maybe that is where my like social worker side is more um, social conscience than it is teaching about scripture and stuff I think that's where I'm having some disconnect I'm like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't buy that but I Mm -hmm. I can see like being a guide in Mm -hmm. a social work setting where you know like having a a support group um, Mm -hmm. and not giving advice but just being that guide to allow space for like okay here's your challenge like what are you going to take from this what are you going to
0: learn you know, I'm I'm almost seeing it as the voice. Okay, so think of it like um where the high priestess might be my inner voice. The hierophant is the stuff that actually comes out. Yeah, because right. I may not be able to articulate my heart um because I'm feeling maybe afraid to share my truth in that moment. It's like it's like you can be one thing or understand one thing, but speak something different and oh, not yeah. even intentionally. That totally makes
1: sense because I struggle to speak um, and speak that voice and find that voice. And I, th- I think that is what's catching me up. There's a catch in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> There's some um, because I, it's like I know it, but to articulate it is yeah. difficult for me. Yeah. So yes, that is um, the hierophant is taking that knowledge and spreading the work. It's the wise one and the teacher, whatever that is for whoever. Um, like I said, I kept getting it when I was teaching. I was in the classroom. I was like affirming, "Yeah, you're doing good." You Were know? you a teacher? You're in the right place. Yeah, I was in the classroom. I was an assistant, and I went through teacher certification. But it was like, I hate this, <laughs> and that's what I decided to go into. Um, go back to do. I wanted to work with end of life or bereaved people in in alignment with my thanatology degree, and I looked in counsel, into counseling, and got roadblocks with that. And then it was like social work, just like mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. made sense because. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, like, going, what the heck? Yeah, this is, like, everything. It's like punk rock in a, you know? Like, it's, like, questioning authority, mm-hmm. and it's it's working for the mm-hmm. underdog, mm-hmm. and it's um, social injustice and, you know, all this stuff. But I I do plan to apply that to end-of-life rights and, you know, rights with dying and dying with dignity mm. and making sure people have choice mm-hmm. and a good death and all that stuff. I'm I'm really into that because there's such a wisdom to people who are near that, you know, near the end of life. And I, I think I'm just so drawn to that because I...
0: I don't know. I've, I just, I want like what you were saying with your attitude towards like um, just encouraging those people to use what they have and this and that. That's what I just, I want to be yeah. that voice for people who are dying yeah. to say... This can be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to do this, this, or this because your family is telling you you have to. Like, you know, just reminding them that this is this is. We only get Mm -hmm. to experience this once, and there's so much healing and learning and living that can happen during that period.
1: So to bring it back to the Hierophant, it makes me think of the ancestor element because I'm thinking of like this person that I started out talking with. Um, are talking about when I spoke to her yesterday the um, death fairy moved to England from Mexico and found herself playing in cemeteries because they were comforting and she just felt so comfortable around passed over she said she couldn't see them but she always like felt them she's a medium she does that she's like they're they're there and she she sees aliens and she describes like the different She's like, it's like a weight in the energy, the different weights. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Well, let me read this blip. This is not the last card in which Babylon will appear. Babylon is um, a place, but also a goddess. She is the gateway to the powerful truths that lie inside us and are completely blasphemous to any who believe you need something external For redemption, salvation, happiness, an immortal soul, and life after death. Oh, I see what she's doing here. She's saying, like, whatever you have going on in your psyche, the Hierophant will be, like, the thing against it. The challenge.
0: Wow. I had no idea the importance of this part of us. This is the part of us who decides, like, how we want to present in the world or create in the world or this is a, this is a really important part of us as far as how we experience life as either joyful or challenging and terrifying and scary and bad yeah <laughs> so interesting. yeah taking
1: taking the difficulty and making making it purposeful and and meaningful yeah with the hierophant it's more um what are you going to give outwardly in a spiritual way that's important to you but also gives something to guide society
0: Well, oh, thank, thank you for for sharing, sharing your um, wisdom you too oh well,
1: so great as usual i'm gonna say
0: bye everyone
1: <laughs> because i don't want hell to come in here